morning everybody it is tuesday 25th of january and what a night we haven't seen that sort of volatility in one night since 2008 you've probably seen the dow jones at one point was off 1115 points at worst and then bounced 1214 points to close up 99 can you believe that the nasdaq at one point was down 4.9 percent closed up 0.63 percent s p 500 was down 3.98 percent at one point closed up 0.27 percent at one point bhp in the us was down 4.2 percent closed down 0.5 percent and the spy futures overnight at one point were down i've not seen a number this big in a while 286 points but closed down down 92. Our market opened this morning fairly in a fairly pedestrian way, down about 50-60. We are now down 159, 159. That seems to be our own problem. We've had inflation numbers at 11.30 just out and they were ahead of expectations. The market was looking for plus 1.1% in the December quarter, and it was up 1.3%. And the trimmed mean, which is the number most looked at, was up from 2.1% to 2.6%, which puts it in the RBA's band of 25 to 3.0%. I don't know why the market would react so badly to that. The RBA have said before now that they will allow inflation to exceed their band for uh, temporarily, assuming that the rise in inflation was temporarily, without reacting. So I imagine when they have their meeting next week, they will continue to say that interest rates are on hold, although clearly they're going to struggle to tell us that they're on hold until 2024. The market becoming fast convinced they're going to be raising interest rates, possibly even this year, but certainly next year. Anyway, a weak inflation number, but the volatility overnight probably, almost certainly, nothing to do with the Australian inflation situation, but to do with geopolitical risk. You've probably seen there's a Russian military buildup on the Ukraine border. U.S. troops have been put on alert. NATO troops are on standby. The U.S. is looking at reinforcing European borders with Russia. U.S. diplomats have been told to leave Ukraine. And on the back of that, you'll see the chart in the spy section today. The Russian ruble has dropped quite hard. The other thing that's driving the market at the moment is the FOMC meeting announcement Thursday morning, our time this week. We obviously have a holiday tomorrow for Australia Day. So we're going to wake up after a day's holiday to the Fed. So if you want to do anything ahead of the Fed, in other words, avoid the market, you need to do it today. Maybe that's why we're dropping so hard. The US, of course, doesn't have a holiday tomorrow, but we do. So anybody wanting to go risk off needs to do it today. But running scared of the FOMC meeting, they have obviously recently expressed a new hawkishness and the idea that rates need to rise sooner rather than later. Although there's a lot of newswire chatter about them raising interest rates as early as this Thursday, the bond market isn't suggesting that. The bond market's only discounting around a 4 or 5% chance of a rate rise this meeting, with a 95% chance that they will wait until March. And the bond market is discounting a 25 basis point interest rate rise in March. Some suggestions in the newswires again, but not in the bond market 
market probabilities, suggestions in the newswires that they may raise rates as much as 50 basis points in March. Either way, market running scared that the FOMC are going to do something unexpected and jump the bond market by actually surprising it on the upside or surprising it with an interest rate rise on Thursday. I think that's unlikely, but or it is unlikely, the bond is not my guesswork. What would I know? But the bond market is certainly telling us it's unlikely. But of course, a hawkishness or a new hawkishness or an urgency about rate rises could be in the rhetoric and that would do just as much damage. The Fed have two things worrying them now or two things to balance out. One, their perceived need to get on top of inflation by raising rates earlier than expected at the beginning of the year. And secondly, this geopolitical risk and the markets going down. The Fed seem to have taken on this rather peculiar role of looking after the financial markets rather than looking after monetary policy. They will defend for a fall in the market. So if we get another thousand point fall overnight, almost certainly they're going to think very hard before doing anything like raising rates prematurely. Anyway, we live in volatile times, not volatile times. We live in a volatile day. And as Henry quotes today, a touch of the bard, when sorrows come, they come not single spies, but in battalions. And that's the stock market for you and the newswires and the media. When things are going down, we can think up a thousand reasons why they should go down. All reasons we completely ignore when the markets are going up. Anyway, we are in the business of finding reasons things should go down. FOMC, Ukraine, Australian inflation. I'm sure we could find some more if we looked hard enough. Anyway, the obvious thing is market trending down. And at the same time, fixed volatility index, measure of volatility in the US futures and options market at one point was up 35% last night. It has certainly, as you'll see in the chart on the SPY section, it has certainly popped out of the bull market range. It comfortably trades in when the market's going up. It's popped out the top of that and it hit 39 last night. That's just an index level. Don't read anything into the number. 39 up from 17, but closed back down at 29. Anyway, volatility obviously picked up. So my question to you is, do you trust the bounce last night? Wall Street was down over a thousand points and closed up. Do you trust the bounce? The answer is obviously not. That's not a prediction that the market's going to go down further, but that is a statement that we are in the middle of a storm and it is your choice whether you ride it out on the stormy seas in whatever boat you're in or whether you ride it out on the beach and that really is a function of how active you are what sort of stocks you hold small and risky or big and boring whether you look at the market daily or whether you look at once a month but it is pretty obvious this is as uncomfortable a day as we've had in the stock market in some time if not since March 2020 And it's up to you. Everyone will do it differently. It's up to you to decide what to do about it. I can tell you what I've done. I've personally bought some BBOS, which is geared to the market going down. That's how I feel about it at the moment. Just a trade, short term, very short term. But that's how I feel about it. Now, if you were to talk about real reasons why the market might sell off from here, I can tell you, one, the pickup in volatility, a sign of indecision, often accompanies a trend change. Market PEs are still historic highs, particularly in the US. The peak of money printing has now been and gone. And we were talking about Goldman Sachs results last week. 
the stock falling over pretty much bang in line with the cycle of money printing the investment banks in the US which have made such a mozza out of printed money cheap money which they go and invest in asset classes which have been going up that is coming to an end the Goldman Sachs share price may just tell the story of money printing anyway money printing has clearly peaked interest rates are going up and that is the foundation of asset prices has been low interest rates and they've turned now from a driver of the markets to a threat. Inflation is back, transitory maybe, persistent perhaps. And now I can tell you without even turning on the scans, which I have done, every technical sell signal is flashing at midday here. Name your stock. The only thing going up is a little bit of gold and BBOS up 5.1%. Call me a genius. The other stock going up today is Cecil. You've probably seen they've had a bit approach from Zip and they're up 14.3%. And that's dragged some of the others higher. Open pay up 5.8%. Right. So what do you do? Well, it's not that bad. Yes, there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment, but just to point out interesting chart the ASX 200 is actually down can you believe it from the pre-pandemic high our market is actually down 0.8 percent it might well comfort some of you long-term investors that the market has actually gone nowhere in two years it's different in the US the S&P 500 is up 29 percent from the pre-pandemic high and the Nasdaq up 37 percent from the pre-pandemic high so more vulnerable just on the mean reversion type thinking more vulnerable in the US than here. Plus, of course, it's the tech stocks that have driven the phenomenal outperformance in the US. And we have a tech sector here, which is only four to five percent of our market as opposed to 25 percent over there. So we are going to probably weather any correction a little bit better than the US. Plus, geopolitical risk, if this is why we're going down, it's an excuse. Geopolitical risk almost always, be that an aeroplane hitting a building, be that war in Iraq twice, be that an invasion of Ukraine by Russia, those sort of events are temporary for the stock market and usually present a buying opportunity rather than a reason to sell long term. So there doesn't seem to be a specific surprising new macro justification for the sell-off. If it's just the Ukraine, then that won't matter too much. The FOMC raising rates a bit quicker than expected would obviously not be good. We'll find out on Thursday. But there doesn't. But interest rates and inflation are gradual drivers and don't seem to be the material that is going to cause a precipitous stock market sell-off. And I would say to you, I reckon this is a normal correction. What's that normal correction? Once every three years, the market has a sort of 10 to 15% correction rather than a once every 10 year correction, which tends to be 15 to 50%. This looks like a normal correction. We're down 7% so far. Maybe we could double that and still look back and never really notice this blip. So I am suggesting that this is not a precipitous collapse that we need to avoid at all costs. It is simply a normal correction, in which case the only reason to sell really is to buy lower down because you're active, because you're watching the stock market every day instead of every month. The stock market is not over forever. That is my current assessment, which is utter guesswork, but it's not as if an aeroplane's hit a building. It's not as if there is a mortgage-backed security cancer affecting the balance sheets of every bank in the Western world. And it's not as if we have had a pandemic revelation 
which knocked the market 35% in about 35 days. We just don't seem to be in that territory. So selling to buy, having said that, I haven't had time to be doing it, but I think at this point I'd be generally trimming high beta stocks still rather than buying anything. So stocks like Macquarie, maybe if you're holding small caps, and I'd also be looking to run up a bit of a cash buffer rather than looking to do the soft brain short-term reaction, which is buying the dip. So I haven't had time to look through the portfolios yet today, but I will be doing that and with a view to doing some trimming rather than to do some buying. We're pretty fully invested at the moment. As far as ideas are concerned, my best idea is don't buy anything yet. Just too gambly to do that. The trend is down. The trend is not our friend. Right, a couple of other quick things. Poseidon Nickel, I notice Andrew Forrest. This is the stock I hold personally. Andrew Forrest's interests have sold down below 5%, no longer a substantial shareholder. It looks like some broker has rung them up and said, how many do you want to sell? And it looks like maybe 140 million shares may have gone through to one buyer, subject to confirmation. Anyway, that might clear some of the selling pressure. We may even have a new substantial buyer of POS. Anyway, POS down with the rest the market today. Not really helping things hearing Andrew Forrest selling out of your stock. The other comment I've got is normal is great. You'll probably see that little paragraph in the spy section. I have a saying that I've coined over the years that normal is great in the stock market. It's only when you look at some look back at some periods of the stock market like we've had over the last couple of years since the pandemic low. A quiet bull market. Everyone's making gains. Everyone's driving a nice car. All the kids have got an iPhone and an iPad. We're all wanting for nothing. It's only later that you look back and realize that what you thought was normal was actually great. Since March 24th, 2020, despite the most atrocious of social disruption and economic volatility, the stock market has certainly been great. And I don't think that's normal for the stock market to go up 73% in less than two years. But that's what the ASX 200 done from the pandemic low to last November's high. And I would just tell you a bit of objectivity. Don't think what the stock market has done in the last two years is something you have the right to get used to. The stock market since my dad was born in 1933 has gone up around 5.8% per annum, not including dividends. And that would be a more normal return. And here we are with the stock market up 13% last year, the US stock market up 26%. It's not normal. Lastly, I've got a chart in of Bitcoin relative to the NASDAQ. And there is a suggestion that Bitcoin is a gauge of sentiment, a barometer of irrational exuberance and a lead indicator of the technology sector in particular in the US. Have a look at the chart. That might actually be so. Have a look and you'll see at the top and the bottom, Bitcoin did bottom first and did top out first. So maybe it is a bit of an indicator anyway. Bottom line on the whole day, fortune does not favor the brave. That's just a stupid line that Matt Damon's been paid to tell you to get you to trade in crypto. Whether you react to this volatility really depends on you, your risk profile, what stocks you hold, small and risky or big and boring, your usual level of activity. Do you watch the stock market all day or once a month? 
and that'll determine whether you sell now if you're active to buy back or whether you ignore this wobble completely as i say at this point it doesn't look precipitous there's no market cancer it just looks like a correction anyway that's about that as i leave you this inflation numbers rather killed the sentiment again we're down 161 dow futures have gone down from being up to down 110 accelerating off as i speak we're in the hands of the ukraine or the russians and the fomc let's hope we survive australia day tomorrow market is closed so we will be back on thursday i'll speak to you then Thank you.